2: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to The Standoff here with Brad and Sanjay on a Wednesday evening. And we've got a fascinating week's worth of rugby league news to get through with you this evening. And um, thanks for joining us here on New Zealand Sport Radio. I'm joined every Wednesday at 8 p.m. here on uh, Facebook by my fellow colleague, Brad Inger. Good evening, Brad.
3: Good evening, and Good evening to all our listeners. There were some pretty good games this week and playoff contenders are starting to reduce. So it's going to be a good show, I think.
2: Yes, I think so. I think that we've got like um, a few teams that have come um, pretty much come out of the woodworks to sort of say that now, look, hey, we're, we're working towards next year. And we've got a couple of other teams at the top of the ladder also, um, just struggling a wee bit. So, um, no, we'll, we'll crack into that a little bit later on, of course, here on Wednesday evening. We will get you uh, the latest rugby league news, the top stories of the week. And um, we'll go analyze um, round 16, um, have a look at round 17. And of course, we'll have a look at news from around the globe, uh, including. Super League and the women's game. Yeah,
3: definitely. So let's just crack into the top stories of the week. Uh first story I think I want to talk about is Todd Payton reportedly signing a three year deal with the Cowboys. Um it hasn't been made official yet, but Cameron George has basically said that he's he's got the job. So he's kinda let it slip a little bit early. But I believe they were going to announce it today, but I haven't seen anything in the news yet. So I'd say it's it's coming soon. I think it's a a good I'm happy for him and I'm hoping he does well there.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think that he always wanted this move um back to Australia, back to North Queensland. Um I think that's what he was uh, wanting more than stay here and live in New Zealand. So I'm um, not good on him and we wish him all the best. Um obviously um for the coming years. He's got a bit of work to do over there with the Cowboys, but um I think that you know he'll he'll be a good fit there and um let's let's see um, what he can do. He's done one he's worked wonders so far for this Warriors side, has to be said, um, since Kearney's demise, but uh, you know, you've got to put that a little bit down towards the personnel that he's working with as well. I think there's a lot of player spirit, the culture club. Um, you know, the culture at this club, uh, you know, is a little bit different, obviously. So, yeah, there's 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 definitely um, – he's worked well with what, what he's had, you know, to work in front of as well. I guess so if he can do that up there, then, um, you know, he will go a long way to um, getting them into a top eight uh, team um, over the next couple of years, potentially.
3: Yeah, definitely. I think um, he's done himself great service with how the Warriors have been going. If um if you don't have that experience as a head coach and you get a performance like this out of a team that everyone in Australia wrote off, um I think it, it makes your resume look quite glowing. So I think if the Warriors had kept going downhill, I don't think he would have got the job.
2: But um yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting you say that because, I mean, hey, look, like he's it's they're a long shot to win the championship. But let's say they win the NRL championship and he was the interim coach and then he heads off to North Queensland. Boy, would he be going there with quite a bit of expectation. Um, and, you know, that's another thing. So, um, you know, but, hey, look, if he can do that, then, you know, he, he, someone was actually asking the other day whether he's still a contender for coach of the year because he's an interim coach. I don't know. Do you know the answer to that, Brad?
3: Um, I think he would still qualify. Because um, he's still a coach.
2: Um, if they would give it
3: to him, I'm not sure.
2: Maybe hey, we'll have a look into that and we'll come back to you next week um, and see. Um, perhaps if he has beaten the Eels by then, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we could say, hey, he is well on the way to becoming the coach of the year. Um, hey, another, another news we've got Tavita Pangai Jr. suspended by the Broncos for the rest of the season. Um, but yeah, there's quite a few little restrictions on him if he is to return, Brad
3: yes so he has been suspended without pay for the rest of this year and he's been told he can return to the club next year if he fills in certain requests and i've got the, the list of his requests that he has to do he has to start a 12-month mentor program um mm-hmm. working with that mentor he's got to get a job um he's also not allowed to participate in any social media and can't deal with the media at all unless it's been authorized by the Broncos and if he fails any of those they'll rip up his contract so this there's, there's a lot of a lot of rules for him
2: um yeah, but I, I guess yeah, there's a lot of it, condition.
3: It, yeah I guess it shows how much he wants to stay with the Broncos because you'd think if he wasn't that keen he'd just say no nah, I'm good and rip up my contract and I'll go elsewhere so yeah, um, I, I,
2: Oh, definitely. Because I imagine there'd be a few clubs chasing him. Um, I'm, I, I'm not too sure of any at the present time. But do you know of any clubs that are chasing him at the moment, or have had discussions with them? Because that might be another reason. Maybe um, you know, is, is he a little bit unwanted after what you know what's happened?
3: Possibly. I know there were rumours that the Warriors were interested, but it seems that the Warriors' name gets thrown in whenever there's a player available at the moment. So um, I believe it was him and the Dragons. We're looking because oh, yeah. the Dragons are obviously losing Tyson Frizzell to the Knights, so um, he would take that spot. But either that was all just speculation on the media's part, or he just didn't want to make that move.
2: Yeah, well, um, like you say, um, we'll have to wait and see what 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 happens with him. Whether he says that the Broncos under duress, or whether he decides to go elsewhere. But like you did say, just quickly, I'll, I'll mention. Um, what did you say the Warriors team was? The the, the, the team that always. Uh, goes for the people who want to come home to retire potentially we could be looking at benji marshall on the beach made in 2021 so watch this space we'll get into that a little bit uh, later on but, um, but another news hey look cameron smith he still hasn't made a decision yet oh come on mate like you know make a decision so that the rest of the team can sort of make a decision as well and other young players around you um, i understand that he's probably had one of his best seasons in the game i guess so that's the other thing i mean if, if he'd had this season, this kind of season at the start, um, you know, we'd be saying different things about him. But um, and a, if he stays at Melbourne, he stays at Melbourne, he's got to make a decision. But it would be nice if he finally makes one.
3: Yeah, I know there was a bit um, on a few of the media shows they have during the week, there was a bit of a, an argument and disagreement about it because some of the media is like, enough's enough, you've got to make a decision. And then others are on the side of he's he's earned enough, um, respect for or his time to take his time, but you've got two other players at the Storm and Harry Grant and Brandon Smith whose yeah, careers yeah. are on the line.
2: I think if it and goes if he, if he goes into uh, sorry if, sorry um, um, Brad, but if he goes uh, if he wants to look at the uh, you know making rugby league better, uh, you know advancing the game of rugby league and, and you know making Melbourne um, a stronger side for the next couple of years, then he certainly should be taking into consideration the fact that you know he's got these two younger guys. Um, champing at the bit wanting to know what happens so that they can make their decisions as well
3: yeah definitely and then um more news uh sunny bill was missing from roosters training um this week but he's been named in the 17 to play the raiders so um sunny bill is back and um we'll see how he goes
2: yeah, they're talking about giving him 30 minutes up the middle. Um, they're not thinking that he's going to be playing um, on, the, on the edges of the ruck, coming back straight away. He's got to get used to the speed of the game. It has advanced somewhat since his uh, previous stint in the NRL. So, um, you know, he's coming he's coming against some new rules as well, the six again rule. So, um, you know, the game is a little bit more quicker again. I'm sure Sunnyvale will have no problem adapting. Um, but, yeah, it'll be interesting to see um, when he comes into the game. I have a feeling he'll come into the game maybe 10, 15 minutes before halftime.
3: Yeah. yeah. I think so. Yeah. Be. I think they'll, they'll, they'll give him the middle of the game, I think, to, to, have a go.
2: Absolutely. And, um, well, we were talking about veterans of the game, Tigers veteran and our long term Kiwi saw what K- Benji Marshall potentially, well, not potentially, he's basically been told to look elsewhere going forward from 2021. Um, and the unfortunate circumstance for Benji is that he found out through the media, 14 years at the club. He's a club legend, 250 plus games at the, uh, tigers so it's pretty disappointing when you hear that um you know that he found out through the media and it does sort of show you that the divide within a rugby league organization doesn't it Brad I mean yes you've got the players the coaching staff and the rest of it but if the owners don't even communicate that to a 14 year old veteran in person uh, I, I thought that was really disappointing yeah, it's
3: it's real. In my opinion, it's quite disrespectful of the Tigers to do it that way. I think he's done enough for the club to at least be told privately um, about the decision. I think it was a decision a lot of us thought would happen, that they would say this is the it. it. But he's playing really well. He's had a few patchy games. He's second in Triasis for the NRL right now. And they he finds out through the media that he's no longer there. And... Yeah, as you said, being there for fourteen years, you think of the young guys in the Tigers club, how would they want to stick around if they if you look at a legend like Benji is getting treated like that, how are you going to be treated in your first, second year at the club?
2: Yeah, I, I guess that's um, you know something for those young, young, younger uh, players to consider. But um, in terms of Benji, th- I think he might be a little bit further down the ladder than second for Triosus. I, I uh, heard a figure of something like six the other day, but um, I know that he moved up from that figure. But like what you're saying is he's been playing some good football, um, and you know he's I, he, he he definitely wants to play in 2021. Still thinking that he's got something to offer. Uh, talking about it on um, with other reporters suggesting that, hey, look, um, it's definitely inside you uh, when you know that it's time. Uh, that's what he's been told by other personnel, other players. Wayne Bennett as well. He's spoken to him and reached out to him about um, wanting to continue to play. So let's see what happens with Benji. Look, as far as him coming to the Warriors, I just don't think, um, yeah, I don't think that's a good idea personally. What are your nah, thoughts on that? I,
3: yeah, I don't I don't think the Warriors um, need another... No. no disrespect to Benji, but another old half coming in. I think um, Cody and Chanel are showing some good form together. Let them stay there. Um, just checking now. Yeah, I was incorrect there. He's had 12 assists, so he's sitting sixth. Sixth. Yeah, I it was. basically sixth. tied for fourth because um, there's sixth. like three other players on 12.
2: Yeah no so like um no like I mean yeah I mean I, I I guess you wouldn't mind seeing him come over what would he do he'd play a, 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 a sort of a, a halfback five eight hooking spear <laughs> and that's that's probably yeah. what we don't want actually but I'm um, like the Warriors haven't um, uh, shown any interest either I mean Peyton coming out and saying hey look well why would we get rid of Blake Green if we're going to bring in Benji Marshall it just doesn't make sense yeah. so I don't think he's got anything here um yeah. look uh, nah, moving on you've got some news about Huawei there Brad?
3: Yeah, so Huawei has quit as the Raiders' major sponsor after nearly a decade. Um, due their, in their press release, they said it was due to the negative business environment towards the company in Australia. So um, Huawei's had a bit of strife um, as a as a business in Australia, and during this time, they don't really have the money, basically, is how they were simplifying what they said. They're still going to be a sponsor. Um instead of being on the front of the Raiders jersey, they're going to be put on the back. And, um, yeah, they're basically similar to, like, the the Vodafone Warriors situation.
2: Yeah, going to have to they're... find a major sponsor. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll, con- we'll keep you updated on that. Uh, I don't think it's um, too bad a news. I mean, the Raiders are a very successful uh, franchise at the moment, um, making some good money over the last couple of years particularly, so they should... Um, bounce back. Um, we've got other news in Bronson Cherry uh, from the Sharks. Uh, he's got a B sample, has been um, come back positive for antibiotic steroids and another three banned substances brand. And he could be looking at a four year ban. Is that correct?
3: Yeah. So uh, four year bans generally um, what the NRL gives out for this type of thing. Um, it, was, it was just before, I think his first sample came back just after the COVID. Um, break in the middle of the se- or beginning of the season and right. um he was adamant that it was that it wasn't correct and that he'd be found to be innocent after the b sample where that's proven to be incorrect so four years um is a big chunk of time and you got to question if he'll be back after that yeah
2: definitely definitely i mean I know he's a, a pretty good talent um and um, he's shown some real promise but that that takes it out of you mentally uh, more than anything as well. Are having to give up you know one third of your probable playing career really i mean if you look at players these days besides the cameron smiths and yeah a few others i mean you're looking at 12 to 15 year span aren't you um and and you get the yeah. you get the odd exception that might go 17 18 god cameron might play when he's 43 um at this rate <laughs> uh, yeah but um, look, let's uh, crack into round 16, uh, wrap up of that. Now, on Thursday night, we had the Eels getting absolutely pummeled against the Rabbitohs, one that I did not see coming. 38 points, Zip Bradley.
3: Yeah, so the Eels went from holding the storm scoreless last week to not being able to score a point themselves this week. Uh, I don't know what happened in the space of a week. If it's just a blip, they maybe they came in a bit too cocky after doing that to the storm. Um, but I guess we. Does this performance write them off as contenders?
2: I don't think so. I think that they're on a bit of a downward spiral at the moment and they are suffering at the moment there in the middle part of the second half of the season, if that makes sense. I just think that um, they've got a few things to get right. Uh, their their defence against the Rabbitohs uh, are on the edges of the ruck and around the edges um, definitely was very weak. The outside backs of the South Sydney Rabbitohs just carved them up. It was just pretty easy, really. Um, for them to smack on that many points the one uh, opportunity that they did have disallowed was a shepherd and um and of course the trail mitchell um uh, is going to be a big loss for the south city Rabbitohs going forward but in terms of the eels um uh, and literally i mentioned him because he was part of that play i believe um, and, and, and in terms of the eels yeah. um yeah they're, they're uh they've got the warriors next and this is a perfect um, picking season I would say, or fishing season, I guess you could say, for the Warriors, because if they're ever going to beat an Eels team in 2020, after the start they had, they were six and zero or something after the COVID um, break, the first one that was. So uh, to see them now, um, you'd have to say this is a great, a greatest opportunity really coming this weekend. Yeah, definitely.
3: I think um, if their edges defend like they did against the Rabbitohs, I think players like Peter Hicku and that are going to have a field day.
2: Definitely, but. So... We'll cover off the Warriors a little bit later on, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but unfortunately, yeah, like I said before, losing Luttrell Mitchell um, uh, for the season with a ruptured hamstring, that is going to definitely put um, a Hamper on their chances. Um, and, um, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. But um, Reynolds and, and Walker had fantastic game at the weekend there, Brad.
3: Yeah, they did. I think they, they're combining really well. And, yeah, losing Luttrell going to be massive. But um, they've named Alex Johnson to go into fullback and Dane Gagai return returned this week. So... You're losing yeah, a great player,
2: but you've got two good players coming in. So. so Gagai comes back, in. he he he's the guy who scored like a couple of doubles on his debut for the Queensland Maroons. That's right. Yeah. When when they were winning, that was, folks, ladies and gentlemen, a few seasons back now. And at the moment, they're on the on the on the back end of a um, a long term New South Wales spell. So, um, but hey, look, we'll move on to Friday night where we had the Dragons go up against the Titans. Bradley, you picked the Dragons in this one, and I picked the Titans, and the Titans came home off the victory. Yeah, so
3: this
1: holiday. game,
3: you got, the, you got the win in the predictions this week because of this game. So, um, yeah, I've um, the Titans have done this to me twice now because, remember, Cowboys-Titans game, you went with Titans, I went with Cowboys, got it wrong. So I've got to have more confidence in the Titans. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, Jamal Fogarty, um, I think he was the difference in this game. Um, He scored the match-winning try. It was almost a repeat of what happened last week, except he didn't have a papali coming up and running after him. So um, I think there's been a lot of talk about Ashley Taylor and how much money he's costing the Titans when you've got Jamal probably on next to nothing with him, basically leading that side now. And um, there was some quotes from Ashley Taylor during the week where he's actually open to taking a pay cut. Cause he said, um, if him getting less money gets more players to their team, it's better for the team. So um I'm not always his biggest fan, but I, I see that his heart's in the right place and he wants the Titans to succeed. So um I give him kudos for that rather than just saying, No, I want to get top dollar
2: or I'm walking. So oh, he probably wants to play there next year as well. That's the other thing. So yeah, um, at, at the moment, like he's, you know, if you ever look around, I mean, he'd probably fit into another side. But um, the top sides, really, uh, the top ten sides, I guess you could say, on the ladder, they've sort of got their roster sort of sorted out uh, to in terms yeah. of the halves, anyway. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, definitely what he's saying. Latrell, uh, huge for loss for Origin as well. most definitely, a, a magnificent loss for Origin. Um, thanks, Jordan. Um, I think that that would, um, you know, the Blues will definitely take advantage of that. But, hey, they've got um, backup after backup after backup, as we've seen over the years. So um, we'll, we'll get into that um, at the back end of 2020, folks. Um, but, yeah, on Friday night, we've had the uh, – in our second game, we had the Roosters blowing away the Broncos, 58-12, um, to 12, just more misery uh, on the Brisbane front, Brad.
3: Yeah, there's not really much you can say. It's kind of rinse and repeat with the Broncos every week now. Yeah. Um... They, I think really you could only say Katoni Stags and David Fafita were the only highlights for the Broncos and I still think they're a good shot at getting the wooden spoon. I still think it's going to happen. Um, but yeah, the Roosters for them, they didn't get out of first gear. It was just um, just another day at the office for them and I think they're really starting to build momentum going into the playoffs and they've still got some big names to come back. So um, I believe Luke Carey's back this week. Sunny Bill, obviously as well, and um Angus Crichton and the likes, I think, are due back next week.
2: So oh, yeah, that's gonna make them a threatening force in the coming weeks. Yeah. And I think um, yeah, you know, in terms of uh, the Roosters, uh, uh you know, um the Broncos, sorry, uh, you know, there was some talk around getting uh, you know, Kevin uh, Walters or Green into the um job now and give them the last five to six games and I would say that it's absolute suicide really for a coach to sort of come in now. I think it's best just uh, leave uh, Peter gentle there um, uh, for the rest of the season and let him try and get a win, maybe something, you know, um, but yeah, I, I just think that it would be a huge mistake to put in uh, the new head coach right now um, because yeah. you'd be judged on that performance as well. Poor bloke up there in Brisbane. Um, so
3: definitely. And they still don't seem to know who's going to be coach. So yeah, um... By the time it sounds like they figure that out, I think the season's going to be over anyway. Um, so it, it's a bit of a dumpster fire in Brisbane right now, and um, it doesn't get any easier for them this week, that's for sure.
2: Well, look, they're looking at a wooden spoon. Ladies and gentlemen, if we move on move on to Saturday's fixtures, we had the Warriors in their season-best performance, taking out the Newcastle Knights in a very, very solid victory, 36 points to 6, Brad.
3: Yeah, so, yeah, as you said, their biggest win in 2020... Um, I think it's been, game, I would say. yeah, definitely. And I think it's, um, it's been, it's been coming. There's been a lot of close battles the past six weeks and you, you see the potential the Warriors have had on attack. Um, they just needed it to click and it, it's clicked. And um, hopefully that's something that continues in the oncoming weeks. Cause they're going to, they're going to need big
2: performances, but yeah, great, great game to watch. Oh, fantastic game to watch. And you're right, they are clicking. And um, it's not just uh, a couple of flukes here and there. Like, you know, Cody and Chanel really did control the game in the halves the other day. And um, he's got their ball on a bit of a string at the moment old Cody. He's uh, goal kicking well as well as uh, threading the needle through and getting some results as well. Um, so it's really good to see that he's coming up with the try assists that are required of him. That's what he is there for. And he's starting to perhaps play some of his best football as well. And maybe there's some more to come. So I think if the Warriors are going to, um, you know, get better, particularly if they're going to, you know, threaten the eight this year, um, I think he has to be at the forefront of that. But also, Roger Tulabas, Sheikh Peg playing on the fringes of the ruck, uh, you know, playing a bit more freely and playing like as like we've talked about as a second 5'8", he's also been doing really well, Brad.
3: Definitely, yeah. I think it was one of his better games. He he didn't get as many metres as he usually did, but all the metres he got, um, a lot of the times he gets quite a lot of meters because he's doing the hard work, bringing the ball back. Um, where this time he was getting the ball in better positions, which, um, makes him more attacking threat. And, um, yeah. And Peter Hicku, I think was a close second for, for man of the match for me. And the Warriors needed to get him signed. And as of today, they've actually re-signed him. That's a fantastic signing. Yeah. So he's only signed on for a one year deal. Um, But I think that's great. I think the past, well, basically since his family went over to Australia, we've seen a better Hiku. Um, He's sometimes been very rocks and diamonds, but what he sometimes lacks in defense, he makes up for an attack. It's no coincidence that um, regardless of the side of the field he's on, the winger outside him is the Warriors' leading try scorer. So yeah, got a
2: good, he got he got away a few good flick passes there out the side um to set up quite a few tries uh, in recent times so um no, definitely um you know kudos on him signing for another season I think it's a good signing I think that he will do well we've got our two big wingers potentially playing the full season next year as well so um they'll be playing on the outside of someone like him who doesn't run running up the middle either so yeah. Look, the Warriors are um, still in ninth spot, and um, they're a chance for the eight. We'll have a look at um, how that goes. Um, their, their belief is growing, and they've got that kill instinct. So the Warriors run home. We'll have a look at both sides here, ladies and gentlemen, because the Knights are obviously still in the eight. But as I um, I, I just wanted to mention that we do continue to talk about those teams that are just on, on the um, cusp of the eight. But we don't talk about those teams that could potentially drop out of the eight. So the Warriors' run home looks like this. We've got the Eels, Sharks, Raiders, and the Sea Eagles. Now, for me, they have to win all of them purely because their points differential. Here we go. We've got the table up here. Um, the, basically, because of their points differential situation, they have to win all of them, Warriors. And I'm not necessarily banking, uh, Brad, on the Sharks missing the eight, but potentially the Knights. I think the top six is done and dusted, but I, I reckon the Knights could drop out of the eight. I really do. And I reckon we could see ourselves taking their spot on the table. I know that sounds weird, but the way that if you look at it, um, yeah, like I said, we've got the Eels, Sharks, Raiders, and the Sea Eagles. What are your thoughts?
3: Yeah, the Warriors, like I said last week, they just need to keep winning. Um, Because of their their poor points differential that we see there, um, they don't have the luxury of ending up on the same amount of points as someone else they have to just keep winning the knights they've got the sharks roosters dragons titans uh they should beat the dragons and the titans um i think they might have a shot of beating the sharks but they won't beat the roosters but there's a chance they could lose sharks and the roosters
2: and be in trouble well the thing is if they just lose if they just win one of their last four and we win all of our games then we're in you see, yeah. that's what I mean. So, I mean, that, that's banking on Warriors winning everything and them losing three games. And um, like you said, they've got some tough games. We'll have a look at the Sharks a little bit later on as well, folks. Um, but, yeah, at this stage, um, I think it's it's fair to say that it's still game on um, in many respects for the Warriors trying to make the eight. Um, they we had the Sharks versus the Cowboys, Brad. No Sonny, no Sean Johnson, but no Warriors accordingly.
3: Yeah, so um, they had their young rookie, um, Braden Trindle, um, take his spot. Um, due to, I think Sean, after having the time off, um, due to the, the birth of his baby girl, um, he's actually pulled a groin at training and is out, he's out this week as well. Um, but yeah, Trindle had a blinder. He set up two tries and he almost scored two himself, but the bunker denied him on both. So a bit like a Paul Turner situation from the Warriors, but, um, he showed, he showed some great qualities for a young half, um, in a game in a game that the sharks should never have had a chance of losing anyway but um new house pairing can always cause a bit of a hiccup if it doesn't work so um Warriors fans were sitting there hoping that the Cowboys would um work get the win and um narrow that gap between eighth and ninth but unfortunately for us it didn't happen but um yeah I think the moment Michael Morgan went off injured That was it for the Cowboys. They looked a bit competitive until he went off.
2: Yeah, he um, has suffered another injury. Hasn't he, poor chap? He just came back from a long-term injury as well. So I will keep you updated on what happens with him. Um, but yeah, I just think they definitely were um, going to, going in as favourites to win this. It just would have been nice as a Warriors supporter if the Cowboys had done us a favour. But we have to wait for other results to work in our favour if the Warriors are to make the eight this year, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so yeah, the Sharks run home. However, if we have a look at them, because the Cowboys they are out of it. But if you look at the Sharks um, run home, they've got the Knights, the Warriors, the Roosters, and the Raiders. Now, those are four tough games, I would suggest. Starting with the Knights this weekend, the Warriors, they're they're, going to be seen as no easy beats now. And then you've got the Roosters and the Raiders. So, again, it's a situation where, as a Warriors supporter, you're hoping that they only win a maximum of one of those. Okay. And we still, and we beat them, of course, and we win all of our games. Um, yeah,
3: there's um, it might be a bit controversial, but I have a feeling they could quite possibly lose all four. Um, they got three out of the last four games. Um, as we said, they got the Knights, Warriors, Roosters, Raiders. Three yeah. of those four teams are in the top eight. Top and eight. The Sharks, Sharks still have not beaten the top eight team this year, exactly, and then and the only team outside of the eight is the Warriors who can beat, they almost beat the Panthers a few weeks ago
2: so um, Shark, however, did beat us earlier in the season and, and slapped on 40 plus points against us so we've got to be wary of that um definitely. johnson will definitely be back um i would say for that game so um yeah i mean in fact well it's not next weekend as we've got the eels? so what am i saying it's a couple of weeks so he'll definitely be back so yeah. um yeah look um it's a great little situation to be in at the moment and you know um even like i said even though with the knight's there on um 19 points um so it's definitely game on. I think for the Warriors to still try and um, you know s- sneak in either seventh or eighth spot, folks. Um, but yeah, we'll have a look at another team that's on the verge. Uh, that was on the verge of the eight, but now it looks like they are disappearing fast and furiously. As the West Tigers getting thumped by the Panthers. No surprises here. Panthers running up winners thirty points to six, and their eleventh straight victory of the season.
3: Yeah, and it was quite a it was quite a fiery encounter. Obviously there's a there's no love loss between these teams with the whole Ivan Cleary situation. Um but it was an enjoyable game. Um Benji, all the talk of the town at the moment due to what's happened to him, but he set up the first try for um David Norfoloma off a nice little. And kick. it
2: was a good one. It was a good one. Yeah, yeah I saw that
3: and um when i saw that it was like, "Oh, they they might be might be here but the panthers are just strong they played that game without Cacao and coracell and were playing like they had a full strength side and going into playoffs they don't really have any injuries um coracell should be back this week there's the he hasn't been named officially but there's talks that he'll be there and kakao's back um and oh, they, they played the,
2: trouble this writing on the wall for the Brisbane Broncos. It could be a bloodbath up there.
3: Yeah, so playing the playing the Broncos, it's um I, I don't know if I'd want to even show up if I was Brisbane, to be honest. No, um, that
2: will be yeah, that will be interesting. Kickout and Coruscant returning.
3: Yeah, and the Tigers, they um there was talks that there was a bit of an honesty session during the week with the players and the coaches, and um the players have basically told Maguire that his coaching style right now isn't working and um, that's they're on eggshells and they don't know where they're going. And with all the talks about the Tigers cleaning cleaning house, um, there's a few of them that are a bit nervous and it seems to be affecting how they play. So um, I don't know if Maguire is just going to push through with how he how he coaches and just get new players in that respond better. Or if he's going to
0: adjust,
2: not sure. He's a a championship winning coach, isn't he? So he's got a methodology that has been proven that has worked. So, you know, like whilst he's having a few problems now with the Tigers um, and certain personnel over there, there are going to be situations like this where you're going to have some players that are offside. Unfortunately, when you've got a pretty straight up and abrupt type of coaching style, which he does have, you you are going to rub up a few people the wrong way um, as opposed to having a coaching style like Ivan Cleary, a little bit more docile and delicate, you would have to say. So, yeah. Um, look, uh, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see what happens in regards to that. I mean, like, I think he's um, wanting some better personnel up there as well to give him a hand. He's gotten rid of Benji, so to speak. So he will be um, looking to, you know, get, get a good half um, and someone maybe some long, you know, some big rangy 5'8s, uh, sorry, um, second rowers as well. Uh, there's a little bit of lacking it for the West Tigers. They're home, folks. They could still make the eight mathematically, I suppose. Sea Eagles, Rabbitohs, Storm, and Eels. Um, but I don't think that anyone is um, thinking um, that, you know, they'll make the eight because I don't see them winning at least three of those four games. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. And we'll go on through Sunday's fixtures now where we had the Storm cleaning up the Sea Eagles 30 points to six. Sea Eagles were quite hopeful early on in the match in fact um they scored a quite a good try and uh, up until that point they were in the game but then the melbourne storm they just they just thundered through um pardon the pun but they just thundered through uh the sea eagles and you know just blew them off the park with their speed
3: yeah um at a car and justin o'lam on the left edge oh, were just having were a field having day. day and um yeah, it's another one of those teams, a bit like the Roosters, where you got some of these other teams now that are starting um, to build some momentum. So we've all been talking about the Panthers, and rightly so. But yeah, when you got the Roosters and the Storm starting to show um, some good form going into the playoffs, they're giving themselves a good shot.
2: Oh, the Storm will always be there or thereabouts. We, we know that they're a top four side most years, um, and, and they're a quality side at that. Cameron Smith, uh, obviously, playing some of the best football of his life so they're really thinking like they want to, they also want to send him out a winner as well potentially you got to remember if it is his last season the hype around that club will start around finals time if he's announced it by then and if he's not playing there next year mate they will be big favorites um heading into that final series one would have to say um so that would be very interesting as well to see how much that plays a part and of course we have talked about what kind of a crowd they would have where would they play it so um it's going to be very interesting. Uh, folks, And we'll keep you updated on all of that. But yeah, Sea Eagles run home. Um, they, again, mathematically, I suppose there is a chance that that is depending on, I mean, that's if Newcastle and the Sharks lose all of their games and that can't happen because I believe they play each other. So they'd have to get a draw in that game and then the Sea Eagles or Tigers could potentially make it. That's according to my calculations anyway. Um, so the West Tigers pulled... Oh, sorry, Bradley, you, you had something to say about that?
3: Yeah, I was just going to say um, the, the Seagulls are still, as we say every week, they're missing um, Tom Trevojevic. But I think their season's done now, so I think there's not really much point bringing him back this year. Like, um, you know, Murphy's Law, they'll bring him back and he'll get injured and hurt himself in a freak accident or something. I think let him rest and get them ready for next year. Um, bringing him back and getting one win it might be great for um, for Mm, South Pride mm. but um, think of the long game, the season's done for you, focus on bouncing back for next year
2: Yeah, It's an interesting one that win as well because wouldn't four good games at the back end of this year, don't worry about the club but wouldn't that do him wonders going into next year as well, he's going to have a hell of a lot of expected of him next year as well and he might want, he'd be itching to get physical I'd suggest and get out on the footy field but hey um, the the medical staff and the coaching staff will know uh, what to do, and they will, um, you know, they they will play their cards how they feel is the best way to play them.
3: Yeah, definitely. And um, the last game of the round was the Raiders defeating the Bulldogs thirty four to twenty. Uh, the Bulldogs gave the Raiders a bit of a scare in this game, um, but like we've seen most of this year, the Bulldogs' biggest problem is they can't play for eighty minutes, and they just get run down.
2: Well, no, yeah, good point that you do make there, Brad. Like, I mean, they scored 20 points against the Raiders' outfit. So, hey, look, it did. they didn't ever look like winning the game, to be honest. Um, and, you know, they, they're, again, um, basically fighting with Brisbane to get off that, um, that, you know, take the wooden spoon, really. So they, they've they got something to play for. But, yeah, pretty much, uh, a, a, you know, a, a result that was we were expecting um, and, you know, nothing more coming out of that game, really. The Bulldogs can't make the eight. So we won't even have a look at what they... Are doing uh, if, if they can if they if they can put off an eighty-minute performance though they could definitely beat um, some of the top sides, um, but at the moment they they just seem like sixty minutes and then they just put out. So um, good luck to the Bulldogs in the rest of the tournament, but I think that we'll see a better Bulldogs come twenty twenty. And that yeah. takes us into um, our picks there, Brad. Or uh, is it at this time that we're going to call in Paul to see if we're going to viewer questions? questions?
0: Uh, we can do whichever one you want first. Uh, no, we've been having most of the uh, comments in the chat are being we've sort of brought up on screen, but I guess um, the only one of the guys, a bit of news we didn't uh, touch on at the top of the show uh, is apparently that um, the Toronto Wolfpack have got themselves a new owner and are trying to get themselves back into uh, Super League next year. So, um, yeah, Will Sonymy Williams be back in Canada and, uh, well, and, and, and commuting across the. Uh, Across the Atlantic to the UK for um lots of games next year or not we'll have to wait and see uh, how that all pans out but uh, yeah that's about the only thing that we haven't talked about already um, in the chat I think uh,
2: I think uh, uh isn't he over here just for these five yeah. games spread for a hundred thousand dollars is that right is it something like that
3: I'm not sure of the amount but yeah he's only here for this year um, but there yeah. still the rumors with Toronto being deregistered that he essentially could tear up his contract and stay. But as they say, if they've got a new owner and they're getting re-entry back, he'll be back. Cause yeah, he's still contracted with them. So yeah, as as long as they get the okay that they're allowed back in super league, he'll be back there next year.
2: I think it would be a wise move to have them back in super league. Hey, look, if you're wanting this game to expand, then having them there uh, makes sense.
0: Yeah. Uh, Interesting. Well, joined, says apparently the Warriors coaching staff filling in for injuries at today's training session. Wow. Um. yeah
3: yeah so um that was something i forgot to mention um we're hearing it a lot it's actually something i'm really proud about with the warriors that um every every team right now is crying to the media and stuff about all the injuries they're having the warriors do not have enough players to register for this week and um yeah they've got staff filling in for injuries at training to keep them going but you're not wow. hearing warriors say woe is me we don't have players um they would have enough players if the eels didn't take their two back um for this week and stop them from mm-hmm. playing but um i don't yeah. think they're, taking uh, they're, they're not allowed to play this week. just yeah they just prevented them but um they had only lent extended the loan for one week last week so um they're trying to extend it a bit further but yeah, definitely not allowed to play against their own team, which is a shame because those players wanted to play against the Eels. So,
2: uh, <laughs> that would have been a good uh, tussle to see that going. Go, go, yeah, all,
0: all you need for them is to miss one, is, is to fall off one tackle that leads to the to the match-winning try, and uh, yeah, all sorts of questions of uh, yeah of, um, of of what was the motives and all that kind of stuff. So you understand it, it's for I understand why. themselves. Yeah, yeah. The last thing
3: you want is like. Uh, a runaway try to win the game for the warriors with jennings and he trips over and locks Mm. the ball on and you're like did was that an accident or is he helping his team out Uh, i don't think either player would do that but you don't want to put them in that situation
1: so i I understand
2: i suppose you wouldn't want to put that in that situation but from the nrl's marketing team from their perspective (laughs) it would be a fantastic turn of events you'd have to say and might generate some well-needed income uh in the current climate so (laughs) Um, there's always something to be had out of events surrounding rugby league, ladies and gentlemen. And thank you for joining us here on the standoff. We're at season 14, uh, sorry, episode 14, season one. And we'll have a look at our round 16 picks now. Um, and I came out on top seven out of eight versus Bradley, six out of eight. So I'm happy to say I've got one up on him and chasing him down for that minor premiership, you could say.
3: Yeah, you're trying to come back. So it's good to see. It's good to see some fights still left then. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you've now got 76 out of 104, and I'm sitting on 80 out of 104. So um, at the end of this round, when we talk about our picks, you might be a little bit closer.
2: Yes, possibly. because we, are, we have gone um, our separate ways on a number of uh, picks this week, and um, we'll have a look at that. But um, uh, in just a second, we'll have a look at round 17 uh, first. And obviously on Thursday night, we've got the hapless Broncos up against the Panthers. It's a no-brainer. Panthers a dollar five, Broncos ten bucks. I think the odds could be dollar $1. one to hundred bucks. To be honest, I don't see Brisbane being able to do too much, let alone win the game.
3: No, yeah. there's no. I uh, uh, you watch it will happen now, but I'll say it. there's no chance, um, no chance that they can do it. Um, there's been better teams that have tried and have lost to the Panthers, and the Broncos can't beat anybody right now, so yeah easy easy prediction here
2: now look i'm obviously like the game following that we've got the sharkies versus the knights um on on the friday night not too much in this one dollar 85 plays a dollar 95 so you're basically on the fence with this one but uh, brad who are you going for
3: i'm going with the knights now the knights didn't play well against the warriors but i'm just going with the fact that the sharks can't beat top eight sides
2: so. wow this is yeah this is an interesting one i'm going with the sharks provided that sean johnson is back in the um starting lineup are you aware if he's, he's back not. he's not oh, he's definitely not back okay he's not back he's gone he's gone okay so he's not there i didn't realize that so <laughs> but, hey look i will stick with the sharkies i will stick with them because i i still believe that um this night side after last week and even the week before, with the injuries, a bit, there's a bit of concern. Paul Green, of course, I'm not Paul Blake Green. Um, you know, he's not playing anymore. So, yeah, I'll stick with the Sharks on this one. And I know that's not um, favourable for Warriors supporters, but um, I just feel that they will come a- come across with the victory against the Knights. On because if the Knights win, it almost makes it you only got one team potentially that you can overtake in that race. Whereas I'd like, I want to keep it at two. So. Yeah, well, either, way it's, either way, it's like that because they're both the ones above us. So, mm. Mm. Well, we've got Friday night. We've got the Rabbitohs up against the Storm, which should be a fantastic game. Looking forward to this one. Uh, $2.60 the Rabbitohs are paying to the Storm's Um It's going to be a cracker. And, hey, look, if the South Sydney team, I guess, are, are serious contenders and they want to show their worth, a win against Melbourne couldn't go wrong at the weekend, Brad.
3: Yeah, definitely. But unfortunately for them, I'm going with the Storm here. I think Storm have been showing how good they've been recently and the Rabbitohs have done it too. But I think the Storm are the better side, just basically without Latrell Mitchell, I think the Rabbitohs might struggle.
2: Yeah, I think so as well. I think um, the Storm, they, they just blew uh, you know, Manly off the park the other day and they are just had a car. I mean, there was talks of Chariots of Fire, Martin of Fire, uh, you know, how they were comparing the two. I think they're talking about Martin of Fire having 10 tries um, at pace on the wing um at a certain pace and adoka he must be up there um with him yeah. but um yeah so i think the storm um definitely it'll be a great game i don't think it'll be a lot in it uh, but I'll, I'll still back the Storm in, uh, to, to 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 take that one out um on saturday night uh, saturday's fixtures we've got the bulldogs versus the titans um interesting $1.95 95 plays dollar 85 i'm backing in the titans to win this one yeah, I am too because every time I go against them, I get screwed. So, I'm yeah, I'll going... going... now that you've picked them, I'll probably they'll lose at the weekend. You'll cost us each a pick,
3: <laughs> but yeah, I think I think the um, the tight ends are showing a bit more until we can see an 80 per- performance out of the Bulldogs. Um, I think they're still going to have the loss, but if they win here, they get off the bottom and we've got a, a first ever wooden spoon for the Broncos.
2: Yeah, cool. Um, I think that that would be um. Well, it would be a shame for the Brisbane Broncos to be fair. Um, but I, after the season they've had, um, it may be that they are deserving of that position. Uh on Saturday we've also got the Manly Sea Eagles versus the West Tigers. Interesting one this one. Manly paying a dollar sixty to this to the West Tigers, two thirty-five. And um, it's at Lotto Land, so it will be interesting to see uh, who comes away with it. I'm backing in the West Tigers um on this one purely because of the fact that look, the 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 word about Benji is out. Um, I'm hoping that for the rest of the season they play for him, and he also plays for him as well. Um, so I'll back them in against Manly here at the weekend.
3: Yeah, I have the same mentality. I think um, I think the Tigers are the better outfit. Harry Grant's out there. Benji has a point to prove now. If he does want to continue on next year, he's going to have to get a get a gig somewhere else. So he's going to need to perform. Um, exactly. So yeah, I think they've got they've got it there.
2: That leads us into the Saturday game of the round. The Saturday, um, Saturday's main event, I guess you could say. It will be the Raiders versus the Roosters. Um, and I was really, you know, I was on the fence about this one, but I've decided to go the Roosters with this one purely because Kerry's back and Sunny Bill Williams coming off the bench. I'm really interested to see how he'll go. Um $1.50 plays 260 though, Brad.
3: Yeah, I'm going with the Roosters as well. Um, rematch of the grand final from last year, obviously, and um, should be match of the round. Um but yeah, I think Sunny Bill and all that and the form, the Raiders, they never looked like losing really against the Bulldogs, but they looked a bit patchy. If they start slow like they did against the Bulldogs, the game will be over by halftime.
2: That should be a good one because I think the Raiders upset the Roosters earlier this year. Um, if you can correct me if I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure that they, they did. did yeah. might want to just check on that one. But I'm, I'm, yeah, yes, I, I'm pretty confident that, that will be, it will be a um, definitely one of the games of the round for mine, um, and looking forward to seeing that. On Sunday, we take uh, the Warriors take on the Eels in a must-win uh, encounter for the Warriors. Um, also, um, that's definitely um, going to be uh, an interesting one in terms of how they end up this year.
3: Yeah. So I just checked. Um, Raiders bet the Roosters in round 10, 24 to twenty.
2: Great, fantastic. Thanks for that one, Greg.
3: Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, Warriors-Eels. Um, I've picked the Eels. Um, the Eels should win this game. They're, they're up towards the top of the ladder. But that that's that's with my head. My heart's saying the Warriors are going to walk away with a win here. But, yeah, I'm going with the Eels.
2: So you're saying the Warriors season is effectively over. That's what you're saying. That, potentially that's what's happening at the weekend. you
3: potentially potentially yeah i don't want to hear that i don't want that to be the result i'd rather lose this pick
2: um but yeah yeah unfortunately you could be right i I have the same sort of mentality i've backed in the warriors purely as a um, person who's pretty free with his picks to be fair doesn't calculate them too much and just goes off the whim. And to be only a couple of percent behind, that's a pretty good effort, I would have thought. (laughs) So, um, no, the Warriors, I'm backing them in. Look, I think that if my my sort of thought process is that if they are going to make the eight, um, this is the game they have to win to make it. Um, Yes, other teams still have to lose games, but if they beat the Eels, then I'll give them a chance of making the eight. So I'll go off the Warriors.
3: Definitely, and um, yeah, full disclosure. I actually put money down on Monday for the Warriors to make the eight, so I, I'm backing them that way. But oh. you're not this week.
2: I think that technically, I think if they did lose this weekend, um, I think that they, they can still make the eight, um, but uh, it would mean a lot of lot of um, results have to be failures for the Sharks and the Knights.
3: Yeah, and then that so that leads us to the last game of the round, which is the Cowboys paying two forty-five against the Dragons paying a dollar fifty-five. Um, I've gone with the Dragons. I think the Cowboys, they've got no Michael Morgan. Um, yeah, I think I think it's gonna be a bit bit too much for them.
2: Yeah, I'll go with the um I'll go with the Dragons as well. Um Hunt playing well at number nine. Uh their season's, you know, all over. McGregor's gone, they're gonna start for next year. But I just think that uh, even though North Queensland are on the same path. Um, I think that the dragons will be too strong for them. So that wraps up round seventeen, uh, folks, uh coming to you this Thursday. And we'll we will cover it off in next week's episode, episode 15, um, of the standoff. So um with our picks there, like we've said, we've got a few different um picks there. I think we've got three different picks or just oh, two, two different picks. Okay. So yeah, the sharks, sharks, knights and the warriors, eels. Sharks, knights and the warriors, eels. And you could be coming away with an eight out of eight if the knights and the eels both win. How you, actually, that's a interesting, interesting um, cross the two games, isn't it? The the knights and the um, sharks and the warriors and the eels. You could almost that's... go for any of the four teams. You know, like it's interesting. Um, I bet you know if we are getting one of each, I'm hoping it's the warriors coming up over the eels. Let's put it that way. Me too. <laughs> So. Okay, fantastic. Hey, look, an overseas news. Um, uh, news from the Super League up there in the United Kingdom. We're going to have defeated Castle for thirty to twenty-two to remain at the top of the ladder. Uh, brad
3: Yeah, so it's good to see my team up there is still doing well. So um they've had some great form since they've come back. um We don't really have too much news from Super League. Um, there was David feeder not the Broncos one, um, Andrew's brother. He's been stood down for the foreseeable future for refusing to wear a GPS tracking device. Um, they're using it for track and tracing for COVID, and he refused to wear it, so he's being told he's not allowed to play.
2: Fair enough. Well, if you don't want to follow the rules, we're paying the big bucks. You can have a few weeks off, Mr. Yeah. Fafida. Um, in the women's game, the Australian Gillaroos coach um, has been named the Warriors women's team um, head coach for 2020
3: yeah so um it's good to actually have some woman news um we've been a bit quiet on that unfortunately but yeah so um the Warriors actual women's coach cannot get into the country in Australia so he can't do his job so um the Warriors did a bit of ringing around and managed to get Brad Donald who is yeah the Jilla coach won the 2017 World Cup and um He's taking the job on just for this year. It's not a, a long-term thing. It's I'm coming in. We'll coach for this year. It's still going to be a hybrid team, um, mostly of New South Wales and Queensland players because of the whole situation. I believe there's six players from the Warriors from New Zealand that are going to head across, but um, due to COVID and um, a lot of players decided they wanted to stay home with their families and. Um, be interesting um it's kind of just it's a bit like a larger version of what the Warriors have been doing with the um lone players they're basically having a lone team um so it'd be oh, interesting we'll look- to see how that goes
2: yeah we'll keep you updated on um when that is about to kick off and um we'll give you all the results and feedback uh, from those games as well um, so hey but look ladies and gentlemen thank you for joining us that brings our show to an end here on Wednesday um, um, like I said thanks for joining us it's been a fantastic show we've learned a lot about what's happened in Rugby League in 2020 um, and we'll cover off more of that next week and we, as we embark on the final series Brad the Rugby League is getting more and more exciting and um, you know, so if you want to get that information you can tune into our podcast as well
3: yeah so just remember for your weekly update on Rugby League to tune into our podcast on iHeartRadio or Facebook. Just
2: remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. Otherwise, you'll catch us next week here, same place, same time, 8 p.m. on Wednesday evening. Thank you and good evening. Good evening, guys.